Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast with Mike and Tony Tadage, the father-son team and owners of Team T Automotive in Northern Indiana. Hey everybody, it's Mike and Tony Tadich at you back from the glove box. Uh, independent shop owners from northern Indiana. Uh, so uh, back at you with another podcast talking about uh, some fun subjects, some ways to service cars, and just some overall uh, things in our in our businesses and stuff. So we uh, have been, uh, this marks the 39th year that we've been in automotive repair, Tony. Um, not you, you weren't, you're, you're not that old yet, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> anyhow, how you doing today, Tony? Oh, uh, just fine. Just fine. Okay. There we go. You guys have been on these before. It's, uh, usually trying to get a little pep and, uh, Tony's step and stuff. So, but, uh, we, uh, Again, we're uh, we've we've been in the automotive service repair business for a lot of years. All makes, all models, and stuff. And we like to bring to you different subjects, different fun things, and stuff. So, what's what's going on in your life? How's uh, how's everything happening? Everything's good. Everything's good. So, motivational speaking is uh, next up for you, right? Oh, I can do that. Okay. Oh, you can step it up for that. Huh? Yeah. So you're just kind of playing a role right now, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got to play the role for that guy that gave us a you know two star Google review or, or uh, review on uh, on this podcast. So, so <laughs> yeah, we do get some reviews on podcasts. You know, we don't know what we're talking about, and we're you know so. we do know how to wrench on a car. By the way, Mister <laughs> Dream Car Boy. So, ooh, okay. Let's don't call people out personally and stuff. But uh, I didn't call him. Ours is a lighthearted look, and uh, some of the behind the scenes thing. It's not intended to to be a google uh, how to change my timing belt uh, episode it is about uh you know just sharing proper ways to repair cars and keep them maintained and make them last longer and all those types of things but also some also some fun subjects and stuff so we were talking about before we got on this broadcast about some of the best automotive songs songs that have been out for many, many years, maybe maybe a lot of years, maybe not so many years. I think we did an episode a while back about uh, favorite cars from movies and stuff. But what about songs? Um, we'll talk about just songs that talk about cars or driving. Then maybe there's also that whole other list of songs that we like to go out and take a road trip and, you know, makes you want to crank things up and stuff like that. So any songs that come to mind for you, Tony? Songs that you would know? Well, let's let's we actually bring this um, uh, to an audience, uh, tens of tens people. Well, there, there may be people that know songs that I know that you don't know. Maybe there could be and stuff, but like um, "Fast Lane" by uh, uh, Bad Meets Evil, which is Eminem and Royce to five foot nine. Yeah. No, I'm com- completely Empty? speaking. Yeah, completely gone with that. Well, you know who Eminem is. I do know who Eminem is. Yes. Yeah. That's. Uh, um, I had some the other day. Um, <laughs> I usually like the plain ones, not the not the peanut version. But uh, uh, okay. <laughs> name some. Name a song that somebody may know of. Uh, I can't drive fifty-five. I can't drive. Sit- by uh, 55 by Sammy Hager and uh, Van Halen days, I think. 
You know, when I first heard <laughs> this, this will go back a little uh -oh. story. Uh -oh. First, is this I, is not, this rated properly for our show? Well, I'll I'll rate it properly. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think Sammy Hager had the song before, and then he joined the Van Halen brothers and uh, fronted them for a while. So one of the first farm aids, which was uh, Willie Nelson's, uh, you know, fundraiser. Gosh, goes back. 25, 30 years, big concert, a lot of people playing. Let me guess, in the middle of a farm. Well, it was. It was money. It was a. It was a really cool thing that a lot of musicians came together and raised money for. Brody, you're our producer. You've heard of Farm Aid, haven't you? See, Brody has. He's younger than you are. Um, it was a. It was a great way that uh, Willie Nelson and others raised a lot of money for that. But first time, uh, Sammy Hager sang with Van Halen. He sang this song. Um, and we were watching it. Your mom and I were watching it on uh, some TV because we were too broke to go out. We were, you know, probably, I don't even know if you were born yet. It may be, may, was TV may, color? It was colored TV. Yes, it was. We'd, we've been married long enough, but we always had colored TV. So, uh, <laughs> but Sammy Hager came out um, and this was before they had the five second bleep um, on television shows. So Sammy Hager came out and says, this is for all you tractor pulling MRFers. I can't drive 55. And he went right into the song. And this was back in a, um, it was an old, uh, Nashville network, it was called. And he went into that song and stuff. And then all the, the, uh, I think it was this people called crook and chase came on afterwards. And I sincerely apologize to the audience for the use of foul language <laughs> with that. But, uh, that was, uh, that's the way Sammy Hager opened up, uh, for Van Halen in his first live show about that little known fact. I probably, I don't know. Internet probably wasn't cranked up too much, so you probably can't go find it, but it was something I remember. Hmm. Any other thing come come to mind in science songs? Uh, Mustang Sally, even Must as much as I hate the Mustang. <laughs> By who sang that song? Hell, I don't remember. Wilson Pickett. Yeah, one hit wonder. If you go to any uh, any local tavern in your probably your city and anywhere in the United States, some uh, some. Uh, band is going to probably play Mustang Sally th somewhere throughout the night. That's uh, that seems to be one that gets to be driven. So, and then of course, Bruce Steen brings Bruce Springsteen's pink Cadillac gets played quite a bit. Uh, uh, convoy. Convoy. Well, it's a trucker <laughs> song, but yeah, that was a, uh, that was uh if, if you ever hit one, any of those uh, channels of uh, one hit wonder, CW McCall was the uh, convoy songwriter and stuff so yeah a lot of these i'm looking down this list there was a lot of these cars that were see and i we love camaros we're we're chevy guys but I've, i don't know that i've ever heard a camaro song by kings of leon it's kings of leon leon that's <laughs> uh, leon depends on where it's, okay <laughs> i'm going with that there's a sammy that, that's the reason i haven't heard of it because i'm not listening to the, that <laughs> band so okay <laughs> um, there's Sammy John sang a song called, uh, make love in my Chevy van. So it was an old hippie song and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, many, um, many, you know, you know what song's not on here? What? The sitting on my van at the track by Bob and Tom. <laughs> that should be on here. Well, that's a, sitting that's on my van at the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any of you that, uh, ever listen to the old DJs, Bob and Tom, uh, 
radio show out of Indianapolis, Indiana. He they did some parody songs uh, around the Indy 500 for different uh, different things, and one of them was a was a redo <laughs> of that song. Was, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Cue that one up, Brody. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get that one on there. So, yeah, I think you still got the two disc CD set for that. Ladies and gentlemen, these are some of the things that you know when when my wife and I were raising our kids that uh, Mike would play what she termed inappropriate music in front of the children that <laughs> <laughs> uh, got going and stuff. We won't even get into the Christmas stuff. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure my musically inclined sister can sing that entire sitting on my uh, band at the track song. Probably, probably can. So, uh, but those are uh, a lot of different. Low Rider by War. That was a. Uh, you know, everybody can get that uh, get that beat in their head pretty quick. So, yeah, you'll probably hear these names, and then that song will be stuck in your head, and you'll say, "Gosh, I listened to that podcast from from the whatever," um, and now I got this song stuck in my head and stuff. So, Hot Rod Lincoln um, was that. There was a gosh, there was a song by uh, Charlie Daniels too that uh, didn't isn't on this list. I about the Charlie guy. Daniels car song. Yeah. The way he plays music, I figured he was riding in buggies. No, 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 no. That's not that way. <laughs> uh, uh, but then you talk about a lot of songs from movies, too. Gone in 60 Seconds, Bullet, Fast and Furious, uh, American Graffiti. You go back to the old one, Smokey and the Bandit, of course. We talked about that a little bit. Movie Christine. You ever see the movie Christine? Mm-hmm. It's about a... Uh, I've seen Tulane Blacktop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably have. And Christine was about a car that was possessed. Uh, so uh, Mad Max, uh, Days of Thunder, Cannonball Run. Um, but I think the little bit of, of funness of the automotive business uh, that we talked about is, you know, a lot of songwriters, a lot of bands, a lot of, you know, whatever's wrote songs because America's American people, a lot of people across the world have a infatuation with automobiles, you know, this deep love and care. And I think uh, as we talk about servicing cars in our shops and how things will continue to change and stuff like that is at least in the United States of America, I don't see mass transportation from border to border coming out anytime soon because Americans like to get behind the wheel, go out on a weekend drive and, you know, or some some sunshiny day and just really enjoy that. And sometimes it's on two wheels, sometimes it's on four wheels, but uh, I think the ability to have the freedom that you have to get behind the wheel and enjoy, uh, that's uh, a really cool spot, so... Any other songs? Anything else you got to add to this segment? No, but I want you to think about that. He's talking about mass transit not coming and everything else. I just want you to think about this one point because it's kind of related to movies and songs and TV and stuff like that. But the Jetsons was based on the year 2000. Okay. Flying cars. Yeah. Yeah. Robot uh, uh, made. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be 23 years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess we got a little catching up to do then. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah, we'll have to get that. So, well, yeah, I have to think about that. That's true. We'll uh, see what new things coming out. But we don't have flying cars yet. I guess uh, Honda, I did. I did see a commercial that Honda is going to start making airplanes. So I, I guess did. We'll, I did have a robot bring me some food at a restaurant a couple months ago. So yeah, that, that was weird. Yeah. And then come back to take my plates away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have a, I have run into that a couple times too.
too. So, but uh, anyhow, that's a little bit of just of a fun segment from Mike and Tony Tadich from the Glove Box. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tadich uh, coming back at you from the glove box. We've got a call-in question, Tony. Ready to give this, callers. give this person a, some uh, feedback and stuff like that? Yeah. All right. So I think as I discern the uh, gist of the question, it's, hey, I've got a lot of things wrong with my car, but I can't afford to fix them all at one time. How do you suggest that I go about that? Um, and I think that's a great question. I think that question comes up in independent service centers and all sorts of service centers all over and stuff. And how, how do we how do we deal with that? How do we go through that and stuff like that? So, um, you know, and I think, Tony, you can take this over in just a second. But I think one of the things that most of the public fails to recognize is is that most independent service centers, they can go in and they can get an alternative financing with probably 95% approval rating uh, for most people. So even if you have any credit challenges, most modern shops have a way to do that. So if you think of this, if uh, if you needed to go buy a washer or dryer, you could probably roll into a Lowe's or a Home Depot or Menards is big in the Midwest and a lot of a lot of places now, and you probably know that you could go buy a washer and dryer for your family and use a Lowe's card and get some type of extended financing, something six months, twelve months, something like that. But uh, um, but I don't know that people automatically think about that in in their automotive shops and stuff. But most of your shops offer things like uh, Synchrony Financial, a uh, Snap financial and stuff like that, and they think they have different things uh, like that going on and stuff. So you want to jump into that a little bit, Tony? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of people always jump to, well, I'll just go buy a new car and that'll be easier. And I think that's one of the things that people combat when their car needs a lot of work. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that people combat when their car needs a lot of work is. They're, they're just going to go buy a new car. And the thing that I always go back to is with Snap or with a West Creek or with uh, uh, Easy Pay or with Synchrony um, or any of those type of companies, you're going to have a three-month, a six-month, or a 12-month potentially, depending on what specials are being ran and everything else at that point in time, 0% interest option for for your finances. So if you go buy a new car, you're talking about hitching your ride to a three-year, four-year, five-year, six-year, seven-year, sometimes now eight-year note that you're going to make an eight-year decision based upon a decision that you could take care of in less than a year. The other way to say that is, let's say your car does need five or $6,000 worth of work, you're going to go through a $40,000 at a five or $6,000 problem. So there's multiple ways that, that you can take care of this um, with a service center like ourselves or many other independent automotive service centers um, across the country without having to, to make a long, long, long-term decision um, in a split second. And I, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people uh, uh, overthink that situation and stuff. 
it's still the the cheapest way to to drive a car is to maintain the car that you have, and the most expensive way is to go lease a car. So, and and a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, and those are all great points and great ways to do that. So I think Tony's right. I think a lot of times, especially right now in in things going on, there is still new car shortages uh, as as, uh, as this is getting recorded. Um, so the, and then new cars have um, gone up in price. Interest isn't quite as good on those and stuff like that. So you start adding all those in on top of that, um, <clears throat> then you really get up there in price and stuff like that. And I think also, I think if, if we could share something with everybody out there is this, a modern automobile properly maintained could last 300,000 miles, 400,000 miles. We, we see some cars and trucks in our shop with 500,000 miles on it. And you have to change your you know thoughts about that, that your grandparents or your parents may have not have driven a car that long and they may have been throwing that car out at 100,000 miles or rebuilding the engine and stuff. I think modern cars don't rust out anymore near as much as as they used to. So you ha- you just have this vehicle that lasts much longer. I think the average age of a car in the United States of America as as of, you know, this recording is probably 11 years old and stuff. So um, and probably getting older. So we we can make a car last a long time um, and I think a lot of times the consumer says, well, I don't have the money. The only way I can afford to get this done is go to a car lot, buy here, pay here, use car lot, new car dealer, and get financing through that and get out of this. And oftentimes, as Tony said, that's a much more expensive route to go than it is just to fix the car. Um, we used to always use a saying, too, that we'd say, well, we can fix it cheaper than you can trade it. Um and then, and then, you know, maybe the consumer thinks, well, all they want to do is, you know, sell me a bunch of stuff and, you know, it's going to cost me a lot of money. But in most cases, if you're at a good trusted service center anywhere in the United States of America, most generally they'll be honest with you. If the thing is totally shot and frames rusted out or some major problem, I think shops would share that with you. But most generally you can perform car repairs on a car uh, much cheaper than he can to continue to trade it off and do those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, one one client that comes to mind is uh, Miss Linda and Bremen um, and, and stuff, and we had to have a, a firm conversation with her a little while back that, you know, she had an older Jeep um, and stuff, and, and it just, it, it was developing some severe rust situations frame-wise where the subframe had bolted into it. We had replaced one subframe at one point in time already, um and stuff and the the car was just at a point in time where it wasn't it wasn't worth to continue to put the money into it she had another major issue i think with a transfer case or something that had to be replaced it was thousands of dollars and it just it it was it was time for her to move on to to another car so we actually even contacted the dealership um got a car set out for her she went there drove the car loved it it was a used vehicle uh toyota rav4 um and stuff and that's what she's driving now so and and we set her up with that and we still maintain that vehicle for her and stuff too so if you're finding that good trustworthy shop that's that's how they're going to service you and help you out that way um and and there is times where where we have to look at a car and as much as we would like to perform the work on it we have to be totally up front with the fact that this car is not capable of continuing it's, it's beyond its mechanical limits 
So with rust and, and everything else, if you're in an area of the country that doesn't have rust, wonderful. That, that's great for you. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's, that's not the area that we're in. Um, in, you know, a lot of your newer cars, you may develop rust underneath the car, um, but you may not notice it on the body anymore. And that's because body panels are a lot of the times plastic or aluminum, um, and they're just getting to be a little bit better quality as far as the body panels go. So your car could be very, very rusty underneath and you have no idea. Um, but you know, with the, with what the caller was asking about with the financing side of things, you know, the, the other thing that I think becomes an issue is if you do go buy that new car and you look at that new car, um, uh, new to you car, and it comes with a, a warranty option or something like that, that is where they can also get thousands of dollars out of your pocket without you realizing it on top of what the new to you car is costing. So you're looking at a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar new car to you, and then that car all of a sudden has a five thousand dollar maintenance package on it um, through a warranty company, and then has interest and has whatever else is going to be included in that package. And before you know it, you're up ten grand over what the sticker is on that car. And now those are great shares and stuff like that. I think we have a, a, a lot of information on this that I think will, this is kind of segment one of, uh, of, uh, this portion of, of this type of talk. And we'll go, uh, into a segment two of that and share a little bit more from the glove box and how to efficiently repair your car. Um, you know, when you don't have all the money and how you can use other ways to get to that. So Mike and Tony Tadich from the glove box. Driving the discussion today is brought to you by Auburn Gear. With Auburn Gear, you enjoy the top-of-the-line American-made diffs. Our extensive lineup includes specialty models for your specific needs, from everyday driving to performance racing, hauling loads on the highway, or conquering the toughest trains. Auburn Gear has satisfied power enthusiasts for over 50 years. Visit AuburnGear.com for more. Hey, this is Mike and Tony Tanitz back with you from the glove box. Uh, segment two of, uh, of our caller's question about, hey, I've got a lot of things to fix on my car. I can't afford to fix it. I don't know what I should do. Should I trade it, sell it, or fix it and stuff like that? So we were talking a lot about, you know, alternative financing ways that the same way that the, the Lowe's, the Home Depot does, um, you know, a uh, washer and dryer or maybe the furniture store you go buy a new couch and you know things like that and you get 12 months interest free and stuff like that most all your independent service centers have at least 100 days interest free maybe even six months up to a year interest free and stuff so there's a there's a lot of good ways to do that um and i think um you know, Tony, you wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, how you get this certain amount and how it's beneficial uh, that you got to kind of use it all at once and stuff. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely some options that you can use that are 90, 100-day, no-interest options. Sometimes they're more related to, uh, you know, a credit challenge type of situation and stuff. But some of those options, you really got to read the, the fine line if let's say you're in there because your brakes are grinding and we're, we're doing a brake job and it, and, and it costs, I don't know, 500 bucks or $700, but you're approved for $3,000. 
and you also have tires that are down to the last 10% of their tread, some of these financing options do not allow you um, to have uh, use of that money, uh, that extra $2,500 that you're not spending on the brakes uh, shortly thereafter. You have to have paid the entire note off to be able to use that that other $2,500 or the, the remaining line that way. So sometimes it's better to go ahead and take advantage of your financing option and actually put the tires on the car at the same time. Because if you do the brake job, close that uh, close that job out and everything, and you have that on your finance uh, side of things, you can't come back a month or two later with still owing money on the brakes and finance the tires at that point in time. They don't allow that. So sometimes it's better to group things together to be able to um, allow you to take advantage of your approval uh, for for your financing option. Yeah, and I think what Tony's talking about, there's companies like Snap uh, that we use that um, it's not a revolving credit. It's a one-time credit. So you get a, a maximum amount of 3000 or something, but you can't use it. Where other companies like Synchrony or, you know, Car Care, um, um, types of things you can get six months interest free and stuff like that. But there are plenty of options for people with good credit and and plenty of options for people with not so good credit where you can get some time to you know pay it off without paying interest. The other thing that comes into play with that Tony is by bundling services together. Um, you're able to save money. You can get a lot of things done. So uh, one of the things that we talk about a lot with in the stores that we have, we have five service centers in northern Indiana, um, and we talk about a lot with our teams are bundling services together and saving money. So the analogy I would share with uh, you guys out there in, in our tens of tens of audience um, is it's like the restaurant. You go to buy a steak dinner for twenty seven ninety five or whatever it is, and it's bundled together with the steak and the salad and the potatoes and the green beans and all that, and it's bundled priced. If you went and priced all those items off the a la carte menu, um, that whole $27 dinner may cost you 40 bucks. Um, so your automotive shop can do the same thing. If you bundle tires and struts and shocks and tune up and, you know, several things together, oftentimes there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of savings by doing everything together all at once that even if you had to pay a couple hundred bucks worth of interest, the savings on the overall job would be so huge because that shop can do all that work at one time and get it all done. Plus, you, Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, do not have to be without your car going back to the shop today, and then you go back a month later and get something done, and you go back a month later and get something done, and you go back a month later and get something else done. Um, it inconveniences you and stuff. So bundling services together, make sure to ask your shops. We call it bid pricing, but I mean, it's really just bundling things together. Similar to the way a restaurant operates is, is a great way to save a bunch of money. So really think about that. Um, that $3,000 big ticket may cost you four grand if you went and did it at four different visits. Yeah, for sure. And in a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you use the example early on of, of struts and shocks and tires. And if you had to do ball joints and stuff like that, I mean, you, you gotta, you should align the vehicle pretty much after every single one of those things. So you, in the long run, you would have paid for three alignments. In the short run, you're only paying for one alignment. So 
there's a lot of different ways that we can save you money by overlapping labor um, in a lot of different situations uh, and stuff, you know. Um, the other thing that we talk to our teams a lot about in, in everything, and a lot of shops don't do this, but a lot of cars nowadays, you have to take a lot of things apart to be able to replace one component that is bad on your vehicle. And we should be giving you the option to replace those parts that we're taking off the car is new parts to go back on the car. There's a lot of times where we're reinstalling the used parts that are already on your car. And then sometimes those parts have a failure because we took them off and we put them back on and now they're not going to work as well. Um, and they may fail more prematurely that way and stuff. So we talk a lot with our teams and I know a lot of other shops do with talking to you about, hey, we in order to to replace this piece on the front of your engine, we had to take out your radiator and your AC condenser and, and some other stuff. And those items have 150,000 miles worth of wear and tear on them. We can replace them now um, for the cost of parts only. And it doesn't cost you any labor at this point in time. So make sure make sure not to get irritated with your service center if they are giving you options like that, because a lot of those options are in the best interest of you owning the car for a long period of time. One of the best questions that a service center can ever ask you is very early on, how long do you plan on keeping this vehicle for? Because if we know that information, then we can make those suggestions relative to how long you want to drive this car for and how long you want to have the vehicle in your household for. That That's really a great uh, a great. Um, piece there, Tony, is explain to your service center how long you plan to keep it. Because if you're traditionally uh, lease a car every 36 months and this is month 35, legitimately, you probably shouldn't put any money in it and just turn it back in on lease. Um, if, you know, if everything's in good order to turn it in. But if you want to drive this car another five years, you want to keep it and hand it down to a you know, a teenage driver that's coming up, you can do all that. I think the thing that will wrap this segment up and, you know, we went a little further on this one with two segments, but I think it's really important to share that. Ask a few questions to your service center. Ask them, do you have some financing options uh, past Visa, MasterCard and others where I can get some time interest free? Most all of them offer those. Ask them, if I put three or four or five, six services together and have a bigger ticket, what kind of savings will that bring me? Um, there's there's oftentimes that you can bundle services together, like the restaurant and the dinner uh, versus a la carte, and you can save a lot of money by doing that. And the third thing that comes into play with that, it only inconveniences you one time versus having to go back to the shop three or four times. I know in our shops, we offer free loaner cars and all that, but it's still not your car. You're comfortable with your car. You know the controls. You know all the other pieces with it. So by bundling things up, using an alternative finance thing, I think you can save a lot of money, get the car safe and reliable, which is the main two things we always preach that we want to make sure we're doing for our, for our customers and, and uh, just really take that all together. So that's a little bit about uh, how to answer the question of I got a lot of things to do on my car and how I can navigate those waters and get those things all done at the same time using a form of alternative financing. Hey, this is uh, father and son team, Mike and Tony Padich. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out with us again today. So you got anything to wrap up, Tony? It's uh, uh, shutting the glove box time. So 
We'll see you next time on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Make sure you're here for our next one. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.